Life Management Science Labs would like to acknowledge that we live and produce this podcast on the traditional lands of the Wurundjeri people. We'd also like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands of our listeners and our international colleagues. We'd like to thank and pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hello everyone and welcome to Bouncing Back, the personal resilience science insights podcast produced by LMSL, the Life Management Science Labs. We are champions of life management science, providing structured insights informed by science and inspired by practice on key aspects of conscious living. Each week, we bring you scientific and practical insights on each element with the expert knowledge of professionals in the field. Let's get started. Hi guys, and welcome back. I am your host, Tia Hama, and today I'm joined by Lou Nyo, colleague and host of LMSL Podcast, Sarah Boost and Doing Well. In today's episode, we are talking about future-mindedness and how it affects our personal resilience. So let's get started. Hi, Lou. How are you? I am good. A little hungry. Thank you. Hungry, Thanks for yeah. having me. It's about How quarter to one and we're, we're like, yeah. oh, do we get food? Do we not get food? And we yeah, were like, we nah, we're going to power through. Let's power through. Yeah, we're, yeah. Doing, we're doing yeah. well. I am doing yeah. well. Um, so for those who don't know you, do you mind introducing yourself and what it is you do? Uh, okay, for sure. Uh, introduce myself. This is like the trickiest question. Yeah, who are you? Who's like, Lou? I, who am I? Who is Lou? I am a lover of life. <laughs> that's how I, so I, <laughs> that's how I would introduce myself. Yeah. Uh, most of the time, I am an immigrant in Australia. I moved here five years ago and... Uh, I'm originally from Vietnam and I've just been loving it here. I actually never intended to stay, but here I am. So Wait, it's, really? it's been a, yeah, never intended to stay. Oh. Like I was, when I moved here, I was kind of like, okay, master's degree, two years, two yeah. years of work experience. And then I'll go home. But you know, we had a pandemic. Oh yeah. We had we did. live happening. Like mm. a lot, a lot of stuff happened. And I think it's just really changed my perspective um, and I think I went through certain things that I don't want to talk about too much, but I feel like they really shaped who I am and they just really taught me about what I wanted, which yeah. is important. And I might mention some of them in the podcast because it's about personal resilience, yeah. right? This is, this is, it, this is basically how I've got here with personal resilience, yeah, really. Totally. Like I, I don't think, honestly, last year was so tough going through the whole visa process because initially I didn't want to stay, but then, you know, when you wanted something, you will set your mind to it. And we're talking about future-mindedness today, which is perfect. So I can talk a little bit about that and then unfold some some parts of my stories and some parts yeah. of my learning. Even if I'm not an expert, I don't research this area, but from personal experience, I can share some of the tips and tricks and things that I've done to help me to get here. Yeah. And on the professional front, I'm also hosting two other podcasts Ooh. and I'm also... Where I'm helping with operations and um, multimedia and everything. LMSL. So, yeah. <laughs> operations yeah. is everything. Yeah, that's true. But um, yeah, it's it's been a really fun journey for me because I actually really wanted to get here at some point in my career. And yeah, wow. It yeah, it happened earlier than I anticipated. So, I think I'm on track. But it's not to say that this is it. This is the end. No, yeah. it's no. the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Oh, yeah. awesome. Yes. Lou has an incredible career ahead of her and we're so excited. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So excited. Thank you. Okay. So, Same to you. Oh, thank you so much. 
So we're going to get to know Lou a little bit better now. So I'm going to ask her some questions that are related to the topic, just so you can see just how cool and quirky she really is. So my first question, my first cool question. Quirky. Yeah, she's My she's new quirky. tagline. <laughs> she's quirky. Cute, quirky. I love that. Uh, okay. So um, what is a recent book you have read? Uh, I say this to you all the time and to everybody else. I, I read a lot of books. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just yeah. like I just think, yeah, like I have a lot of books to talk about. Uh, I think the book that I want to talk about on this show um, is going to be, I've prepared this one, The Courage to be Happy. Ooh. So in a previous episode that I was recording with Tia for her other show, I was, talked about, I was talking about the book, The Courage to be Disliked. Mm. That really helped me to embrace who I am. Yeah. But... The courage to be happy is something that's been helping me through tough times, through doubts, through self-doubt, through doubts about the world, through doubts about other people, anything that's been happening. It's just like, again, it's conversation. It's yeah. a conversation, but it talks about um, life and ha your happiness is your choice. And look, I would know about this because I host the Happiness Science yeah. Insights podcast, <laughs> um, the Sarah Boost show. But yeah, I think it's, um, it's a really good read for everyone. So yeah. If you already by picked the same up the person, yeah, yeah, same same author. Um, so yeah, just in case the audience of this show is like, who are they? They are Ishiro Kishimi and Fumitaki Koga. So this is the the one that follows the courage to be disliked. Ah. Super cool. This one is the book after that, and it, the story unfolds further. Yeah, and I think this is like this is peak like education. Ooh. I would love to see more books that tell. Uh, philosophy and like life lessons through conversations and through actual stories like yeah. this so i won't go into more details but i think i would encourage you to pick up the book and really give it a, yeah. give it a shot because this is how we learn in life as well it's 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 quite realistic because mm. you would have similar conversations maybe not with a philosopher or maybe you know not with an expert but through conversations with people around you you would pick up insights like this yeah. and maybe just do your own learning, really. I like it. Nice. Very nice. Okay, let's talk about movies. Um, what is a movie that you would recommend? Um, I love a lot of like fun, just, like <laughs> fun, hilarious movies. Good like love. I just I just like watching yeah. really random stuff. Yeah. Um, the most recent movie that I watched, I think it was probably Your Place or Mine. I think I already oh, talked about this on one other with shows. Reese Witherspoon and yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. I love it because I love rom com. So I think oh. I've talked about this on one of the other shows. But okay. yeah, that's the most recent movie I've watched, and I highly recommend it for anyone who would love to have a good laugh and just like a really good time, like you know something yeah. fast and fun to to watch. It's actually quite meaningful as well, to be honest. Oh. Like I really like I, I like the meaning. Yeah, that they oh, they told. Okay, yeah. cool. I love it. I love. I love both those actors like, so much. So I Same. definitely, I love definitely want to watch it. I had, I had so to great. watch it straight away. Like the yeah. second it came out, I was like, I <laughs> bought it. it. Yeah. I don't watch movie very often nowadays because, yeah, you know, it's okay. just like been hap a lot happening. But then That's I saw true. that, I was like, okay, got to make time it. for that. Got to do it. Got to yeah. do it. Yeah. Okay. Famous role model. Do you have one or are there more personal role models or? 
Well, I have a lot of famous role models um, and I probably won't talk about them anymore because I already talked about them on another show. <laughs> so go visit that episode if go you want to uh, yeah, watch that. It's yeah. going to be on Tia's personal productivity show. Woo-woo. But I want to talk about my uh, personal role model. And, and I think I mentioned this uh, the other day, but I'm, I want to talk about it again because it's really close to my heart. Mm. Um, one of my best friends uh, who, who just became my best friend quite recently, you know, not that long ago. She is an incredible woman and she just like, I just love how much resilience she has, first yeah. of all, like, because since we're talking about resilience, lots of resilience um, and I love her spirit of learning. So yesterday we were having a conversation to check in, you know, because we are, she's in Sydney and I'm in Melbourne. So we live in two different cities. Ah, okay. And yeah, um, yeah so we, we had a call to talk about, uh, you know, life check in and stuff. And we were talking about attachment styles. The reason we started talking about this was because of the need for both of us to work on ourselves and feel secure in ourselves. Yeah. And, you know, like I, I mentioned this all the time, you know, like your relationship with yourself is the most important thing. And, you know, you're the most important person to yourself. So I've been trying and doing my best to work on my relationship with myself because I feel like a lot of the struggles I have, mm. it's mainly because I didn't know how to manage myself. I didn't know yeah. how to kind of like, you know, like understand myself. Yeah, and, yeah take things um, further because it's kind of like you know you struggle at night you cannot fall asleep why most of the time it's just because of something in your head yeah so yeah like for me it's been like that and I feel like when I had that conversation with her it was so enlightening because she told me about this psychologist this researcher that does you know a lot of research into attachment styles and um, how we actually have core wounds that we need to heal Um, and from that conversation it's just zoomed out for me like and, and we were texting each other afterwards. We were like, she was saying to me, like, I wish I had more friends like you. And I was like, that's what I wanted to say to you. Aww, so, you know, like you to guys. me, she's my, yeah, she's my personal role model. Like, and she acknowledges her pitfalls and her shortfalls and everything that she doesn't have. She doesn't hide it. Yeah. You know, like it's, I it's love that. incredible. Like we just, I mean, maybe this is because we are really close to each other. But we're really comfortable and we just, we share things with each other. Um, I, I don't think anyone ever shares 100% of themselves with even their best friend. Yeah. Um, I don't do that either, but I feel like I share a lot of my life with her and the way that she just like carries herself and, and really works on herself um, and shares all this learning with me. She's like such a role model for me because I feel like recently it's been harder for me to do things like that. You know, like yeah. when I when I see this, I'm like, oh, that sounds like something I would do. You know, I would totally like learn about something and share the learning with her. And uh, we learn together because we love reading together, you know, like uh, learning stuff together, doing journaling together. Um, so yeah, like I, I can talk about her all day, but basically Aww, she's my, she's my personal that. role model. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, yeah. I love that. I love when like, yeah, I love hearing about people talk about their best friends because they always just love them so much. And you can just see it in their face and just like and hear it in their voice. And you're just like, oh, like I love that 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 like that person loves that person so much. And it's just so good. I get like that when I talk about my best friend. Like I'm yeah. just like, I love you so much. <laughs> you're so amazing. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we could exactly. talk about our best friends all day. But yeah, totally. let's move on. Totally. Um, what is your favorite podcast? Well, I'm going to do a little bit of a plug for my other show. So I I love those two podcasts because um, they are my babies. But I also learn so much from all the experts that I get to talk to. And even just, you know, from the non-experts as well, because perspectives really matter. 
Uh, and on the shows, we talk about happiness and well-being. So in case you don't know, once again, they are Sarah Boost, the Happiness Science Insights Podcast, and Doing Well, the Well-Being Science Insights Podcast. So if you haven't re- listened to them before, highly recommend tuning in. Um, I have a lot of favorite episodes, and I don't want, I don't like to play favorites. I'm just going to leave it there. Like I just <laughs> learn from the shows every single week. Like, yeah, it's we learn a lot. It's my highlight of the week whenever I go into the studio, Aww. honestly. That's so nice. I love that. Yeah, we yeah. learn so much, like, being the host of these shows. Like, I have learned heaps just in, like, the year. Like, it's just so crazy, and I love it so I know, much. Right? But yeah. um, final question, what is a course you have completed? Oof. Well, this is a tough question, but it's been a while since I went to uni. The most <laughs> recent what? The most recent one that I've completed is uh, the emotions course being developed by LMSL. Yeah. So, um, yeah, essentially we are trying to, um, you know, structure the learnings about life management into frameworks and just really want to package the insights Mm -hmm. into digestible, structured and um, really meaningful, you know, nuggets of information for our learners and, you know, our future audience or you know maybe we call them customers I don't know uh, <laughs> we don't like to call them customers because we, we want to build a community but yeah exactly essentially through this process I, I learned a lot about my own emotion because I kept delaying taking the course yeah for the reason that I want it to be perfect <laughs> yeah I wanted I wanted me to have the perfect mindset to take it but I never did because you know, a lot of stuff been ha- has been happening in my life so yeah when I finally took it it like I learned a lot of new insights, but at the same time, I could see where else we could, what else we could do with the course, where else we could take it. So I think to me, it's kind of like a, this interesting, it's a fusion experience, really. We're talking about the course that I've completed, but I'm also sort of like part of thinking about how to design the course better because I'm very passionate about education. So I was thinking, okay, how can we make this even better for people that might go through yeah. Um, this course in the future and especially yeah. for people like me right so yeah I learned a lot about emotions even though I already learned heaps about it on my show yeah um, especially for the happiness show we talked a lot about emotions but yeah like th- through that course it yeah it was probably took it'll probably take two days to complete so many things to learn so many activities to try so yeah I'm, I'm keen to share it with the world when it's ready but for now we're still in development yeah oh so exciting yes there's a little plug for us we're working on that and it's just so exciting and i can't wait to see how it all turns out but let's get down to it as i already mentioned today we are talking about future mindedness future mindedness i know (laughs) what a big word (laughs) and how it's connected to our personal resilience but before we talk about future mindedness let's define personal resilience now i have heard many definitions from many different guests and experts, but obviously me and Lou are not experts in this field. We are just talking about what we've learned from our shows and our personal experience. So for our listeners, Lou, how would you define personal resilience? Um, Well, again, I'm no expert, but I think for me, personal resilience is the strength you need to get through anything in life. That's how I would define it. Um, It could be something super small, like, you know, face your fear of, going to a stranger and talk to them if you're really introverted yeah. or it could be a really big deal like you know like I don't know moving countries you know um, 
getting divorced. Like I hear that that's like a big deal for a lot of people. It takes a lot of resilience. Oh, yeah. So, you know, like, you know, you're having a baby, you're like eh, lots of stuff, lots of big stuff. milestones life. in life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, get, getting over, I mean, you can never really get over it, but like dealing with the grief of losing a loved one, you know, that requires a lot of resilience as well. So yeah, that's why I said it's like the strength you need to get through anything in life. That's how yeah. I would see it. Definitely. Yeah, it is such a crucial part. And I think we are resilient in so many different ways as humans. And there's so many different facets to our resilience. We've got physical and mental and emotional and all that kind of stuff. So we're going to delve into that a little bit more. But let's talk about future mindedness and what that means. Now, before like before this show and like doing this episode, I didn't really have like a concept of future mindedness. Like I just, I saw future mindedness as like something that was just like connected to my anxiety, just like this stress <laughs> about the future. But actually yeah. it's a very positive yeah. concept it and is. having a it future is. mindset is a really good thing. But yeah. I want to know what is your definition of future mindedness? What does it mean to you? Yeah. So I did a little bit of reading as well um, on this topic. And yeah, it is it is a positive thing, just in case anyone's kind of like, oh, living in the future. That sounds like anxiety. No, not really. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would say I would say it's actually quite cool when you think about it and you might already be living it. So the way that I would personally define it is how you're um, you're planning for your future. So where you see yourself, you know, the, the question you get asked a lot. Where do you see yourself in five years? Ooh, scary. That question, <laughs> right? Like you hear that question a lot. Yeah. And a lot of the time we just give a really vague answer. But when you think about that and you turn that into actions right now, that is actually future mindedness. And you know, like it, the future mind, what is it? What do you call it? Future minded mindset? Future. Yeah. Future mindset. I don't know. I think yeah, it's future, future mindset. Minded. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I would say like it's, to me, it's like a combination of that. Yeah. You look ahead into what you want to achieve and you break that down into action plan that you can do today. And that's that's the mindset because if you want to, I mean, there are certain things in life you cannot control. And we just talked about yeah. this earlier, just, <laughs> yeah. you know, remember? Uh, but yeah, we just talk about things we cannot control in life. Uh, for example, if we say we want to get married by 30, that's a little bit stupid because <laughs> I yeah. don't know about the others. You but can't to me, order your husband online. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like to me, it doesn't work that way. Like, yeah. It might be tricky in that regard for that particular context. But something that you might have control over is, for example, I want to travel to 20 countries by the time that I am 30. Wow. That could actually work. Yeah. If you put turn that into actions today, mm. requires a lot of planning, saving, um, you know, time off from work. Or, you know, like work that allows you to travel. So all of that combined can make it happen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's an interesting concept. And I think when I was doing some research about it before the show, and I was just like, oh, okay. And I was like, this makes sense. And I think I am a very like future-minded person now that I think about it. And I think that I do have that positive outlook on it in terms of being like, okay, like I'm setting myself up to do something good. You know, I'm looking forward to this goal and I'm looking forward to this and like all that kind of stuff, but I'm still living in the present and all that kind of stuff. But I am yeah. like, but you know make, why you're doing what you're yeah, doing. I know. Yeah, exactly. I know why I'm doing what I'm doing in the present and I know what that's yeah. going towards. So yeah. in saying that, how do you think future mindedness affects our personal resilience? Then I think it's a, uh, to me, it's definitely 
super important. Like it's like one of the top factors that would play into your personal resilience because I can tell you my story rather than telling you the theory because when I changed my mind about staying in Australia, Mm. there was basically no chance for me to stay here. Yeah, wow. So so when I changed my mind, okay, just just playback. When I changed my mind about settling down here, there was actually no way for me to stay. First of all. Wow. So when that happened, I was kind of like, but I do want to stay. There's got to be a way. Yeah. In my head, all I thought about was there's got to be a way. And then I kept going through what I needed to go through. I kept showing up at work. I kept showing up for myself. I kept doing things. And that requires resilience, right? Because I could be in analysis paralysis and just do nothing. Yeah. I could be that. Or I could utilize what I want for my future and use that to improve my resilience because I kept going with other things. So for me, it was super helpful to think about that bright future. I didn't I didn't say, oh, it's impossible. I'm not going to even think about it. Yeah. But I still want it. So that's kind of like desperate longing. But in this scenario, for me, it was kind of like, okay, I want it. So how does it work? Then I started to talk to people. Mm. Now I'm going to tell you, it's very funny. I think I've talked to a lot of friends about this, but never publicly. Um, oh. I think it's important to address. Yeah. Uh, so in in immigration, there's like there are a lot of ways that you can, you know, become an immigrant in a country where you live permanently. Yeah. And sometimes it has to do with skills. Sometimes it has to do with relationships. Uh, sometimes it has to do with job. This is kind of like it's it can be any it can be any lane really yeah. so it depends on which lane you take but to me my top goal is to be in this is a book actually so good they can't ignore you ah okay so that's yeah. what i that's what i strive to become yeah. and i don't want to be begging for things yeah. that i don't deserve or um you know like through the process just really affect my mental health and things like that yeah i would definitely utilize my resilience, but not to a point where I damage my own mental health and physical health. Yeah. So when I started doing that, the goal, the future was to settle here and to be um, getting my residency as a skilled migrant. Mm. So that's the that's the future. Yeah. Now the present, what do I need to do to break it down? Obviously, I need to do research because at that point, there was nothing available. I need to do research. I need to talk to people because if I don't talk to people, how can they help me? Yeah. If I don't ask for help, no one would help me. Yeah. So I talk to lawyers, immigration agents. I talk to people around me just to kind of like ask if they know anyone or ask if they know something that I don't because, you know, all of this information would be available on, let's just say, uh, Immigration Australia or something. What's that called again? I don't remember the name of the website anymore. But yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. It would be available, but you wouldn't know about it. So then, long story short, after a lot of research and, um, you know, connecting to people, the number one advice I got was to get married to an Australian. <laughs> I said, no, no way, yeah. Jose, to that. Right. So it was yeah. kind of like the future in my mind is I'm going to get my residency by being a skilled worker and yep. I'm not going to do whatever else they want to suggest me. So even when I hired my lawyer, it's like this is a like hefty lawyer lawyer fee, okay? I hired my lawyer. Yeah, and oh my gosh, my lawyer so was, expensive. Yeah, so my lawyer was also sort of saying like, okay, she was evaluating my situation, and I found out that 
I actually could get invited by the state of Victoria as a skilled worker. So previous to that conversation, I talked to a lot of different migration agents who didn't charge me, but who told me, no, there was no way I I could get it. Everyone was telling me to get married or move to regional Victoria. I did not want to do that. No, no, you don't want to do that. Yeah. So another part of the picture there is I want the future to be in Melbourne. I don't want it to be Sydney. I don't want to be, I don't want it to be Brisbane, the Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast. No, thanks. Not Adelaide. (laughs) <laughs> Not because I hate those places, but because I really love it here. Yeah. That's where I want to be. Yeah. So when I once I finished painting that picture, the future for myself, I I kept following through with my actions. And it was not an easy journey, mind no, you. Like, really I found normal. a way, but it was not straightforward because yeah. I was moving jobs at the time. I was kind of, kind of like changing, um, you know, like sort of like from one company to the other. You have to like prove that you're still doing the same thing if you're going to get the, the visa. But then I got it done. Like I got the applications through just before Christmas. And then three months later, I got invited. And that was like, it was a combination of different factors. Mm. But it was definitely because I focused on that future, that right future that I wanted. Yeah, definitely. I had that belief that I would get it. And I did. Yeah. Imagine if I was like, oh, yeah, like I want that. But I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I'm not going to do anything about it. I'm not even going to ask. That I, if I hadn't talked to that lawyer, if I hadn't hired that lawyer, I don't think I would be here. Yeah. No, no. Because the chances were, the chances were so slim. Yeah. But because I focused on that bright future, I got there. Yeah. So, I yeah, that's that. how I'm going to answer your question based on my story Yay. rather than any research. And we're so thankful that she is here today. Blessed <laughs> Melbourne with her presence. Thank you. No, yeah, Thank exactly. You. Some and... cool and quirky for you, Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> Melbourne is cool and quirky. Quirky, um, yeah. But yeah, no, definitely. And Brazilians would have been so important in that because the visa process and just like the immigration process in Australia is just so strenuous and just so long and just like... It's so insane. And like, I haven't even gone through the process, but just like after working at an immigration law firm, I was just like, this is enough. <laughs> that, it is a lot. And you have to be resilient. Oh, it was an immigration yeah. law firm? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to ask you after the you show which lawyer me. that you talked to. Yeah, you could have helped me. I told yeah. you guys. You knew. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna say that you knew this, yeah. but maybe you didn't. But um, yeah, yeah. yeah it's we'll, an, it's we'll a lot. We'll circle back yeah. to it after the show. <laughs> yeah. But um. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's a lot. And if you hadn't been resilient in that time, like, you know, you'd been knocked back by being like, okay, there's very, very low chance that you'll get to stay here. If you just like accepted that and hadn't bounced back, then you wouldn't be here. And that's exactly. just like, that's and, why resilience is the key. Exactly. And you combine that with your future mindset in terms of knowing what you mm-hmm. wanted and you had this goal and this plan and you smush those together and huzzah and now you're here and we're so we're so glad we're so so glad um but yes it's very it's very crucial and they're very intertwined and i think it's a big thing that gets us through and on that note in an article with forbes Dr. Erin Etow of BetterUp says that future-mindedness is a skill that we can develop that helps us through difficult periods of time. So we all went through a very nice, difficult period of time, <laughs> especially here in Melbourne. Lou yeah. picked Melbourne and Thanks then Melbourne picked Lou back. <laughs> yeah, it picked me back. It yeah, picked me right back. Like, you're staying right here in <laughs> yeah. five kilometer radius. You don't go anywhere, no. exactly. <laughs> you're not even going to Sydney. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, it was like COVID was really hard and a lot of people, their resilience was really tested and it's taken a lot for countries and populations and just everybody to just bounce back from that. And when I was reading this article in Forbes and it spoke a lot about how future mindedness really helped a lot of people in terms of they were able to sort of hang in there while they were hoping for something. It's kind of that light at the end of the tunnel. And we were slowly getting there. <laughs> the Melbourne got the light and then it was taken away. Um, and then we got and then we got it back. And now we're fine. And now it's okay. But if we yeah. hadn't had that future mindset of like, you know, that hope and that drive of being like, I'm going to get to the end of this and it's going to, like, this is going to be over and we're going to get there. Then, yeah, like a lot of us just wouldn't be where we are today. So how did future-mindedness help you during COVID? Yeah, well, I think this is very personal and, you know, people might find this weird, but I've told a lot of people this. So that the two COVID years were actually the two best years of my life. Wow. I'm going to say that again. It's weird. That is weird. Two COVID years, though, they were the two best years of my life because oh my I got to be a completely different person. So this yeah. is personal. Yeah. This is very personal. It's not going to apply to other people. And I'm not going to discount the pain, the suffering that other people had to go through. But essentially what happened was when um, the pandemic hit, I got kicked out of the shared house with who used to be my best friend. Oh, so to Whoa. me, that was like my whole world crumbling apart. Yeah. So, that's why I'm telling this story. It, it hurts to even think about it. Yeah. But resilience got me through. So when that happened, I started to question everything. And the pandemic to me at that point did not seem that crucial, like did not seem that significant. Yeah. I know a lot of people were dying. I know a lot of people were suffering. But personally, I had a lot of other things like this is just one one of it. Like I'm telling yeah. you the kick out but it's not even it's not even the beginning of it there were there were more to it as well so on a personal level I was struggling with a yeah. lot of different things and mind you I was alone in a foreign country yeah I have no family here yeah you'd only been here for like two years at that yeah, point I'd, yeah I'd been I'd been here for two years at that point I had yeah. no family I had a few friends that I could count on uh, I had this one best friend that I thought could help me with you know even just being there and I didn't have that. Yeah, I got cut off. And to me, it was kind of like I got stabbed in a way. And um, I didn't know how to deal with the situation at first. But that got me to live on my own. So it had actually a really good ending there because I n always wanted to live on my own. So that was like the future mindedness that I was yeah. thinking about. Right. So when I started working full time, I already thought of, OK, I'm going to move out, live by myself. Yeah. So. It happened earlier than I wanted. Oh, but yeah. That's fine. That's fine because I started earlier. I mean, I wanted to save up a bit more so I could find a really nice place and, you know, could furnish the place and do things that I wanted. Yeah. So that's the original plan. But the, the plan that my used to be best friend had in mind completely shattered that. Yeah. So basically, there was like this breakdown. Everything was like sort of going wrong, but I went ahead with it anyway. I could have got another shared house. But I decided to, you know what, it's COVID and it's unsafe to be around other people anyway. You don't know who you're going to end up living with. I might go through the same situation again. Yeah. I'd always wanted to live by myself. Let's do it. So yeah. I did that. So 
that's the only beginning of the whole two years of COVID, right? So、mm-hmm. that was like the first lockdown. I think I moved during the first lockdown. Yeah, right.、Sure. Wow. Yeah. So in the middle of the first lockdown, imagine how crazy that must have been. And to、yeah. me, it was scary. It was like a scary world out there. I I'd barely been an adult by that point because you know, like, it's different to be a student、mm. compared to being like a grown ass adult taking care of yourself. So. Lots of stuff happened then, and 2020 was an interesting year. But when I moved into this apartment, I'm still here, by the way.、Uh, still this apartment. <laughs>、hey. um, yeah. When I moved in, I realized a lot of things, and one of which is who I wanted to become. Yeah. Because you know, like my whole belief system was shattered. My circle was no longer my circle.、Mm. Some things were shifting, and that's okay. But I I started to ask myself about the life that I wanted, which is why I decided to change my mind about settling down in Australia. Yeah. Because previous to that, I was like, yeah, I can I can thrive anywhere and I can live anywhere, and I still think that is true. But the fact that I am an Australian resident, moving on to becoming a citizen soon,、yeah. could actually help me a lot with the the grand scheme of plan. So I'm still、yeah. basing my whole life on that. I'm still basing a lot of things that I'm doing now on my future. Self, like my not not future self, but let's just say my future in general. Yeah. So that at that point in that two years of COVID, yes, obviously I wanted it to end, just as anybody else. I couldn't see my family. I couldn't see anyone. I couldn't、yeah. hang out with friends. So obviously I wanted that to end. But a very big part of me in in that period was to really figure out who do I want to become in this world. Yeah. You know, like at that point, it was kind of like a. A fair playing field because everyone was locked inside. Yeah. All we have is ourselves at that point. You know, there was even like you know you have internet entertainment, all of that. You have to make use of it the way that you would see it. And you're not going out partying. You're not going out to yeah, music、no. festivals. <laughs> Nothing. You don't、yeah. see anyone even. So how do you make a world out of it? And I thought, you know what, this is a good challenge for me because I could spend this time really working on myself. Yeah. And. Throughout that period, I actually rebuilt a lot of relationships. Yeah, wow. So I had a lot of had a lot of close friends、mm. um, that are now more like best friends than co- close friends. I made a random friend on the balcony, you know,、cool. who's also one of my <laughs> best friends now.、Um, and truly, genuinely, like I learned so much about the power of routine and and you know, like things that I need to do for myself. So yeah. Anyways, long story short, what I was trying to say is throughout that period. The future that I had in my mind was to create a better me. Yeah. To get through this and to create a better me. Yeah. And I believe I did. Yeah. So you know, like that really helped me to get through, right? Because, well, I could just really just sit down and wallow and be like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not allowed to go anywhere. Well, I spent time reading. Yeah. I read a lot in that period. Oh, I cannot go anywhere. Why bother waking up early? No, I woke up at five a.m. Wow. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I woke、wow. up. The first hour was to read and journal. Yeah, and then the second hour was was to work out before I even started work, and I felt、wow. great. I was、yeah. really in my element. So I、yeah. focused on that because I really wanted to build the version of me that I've always wanted to become, and to really work on myself in many ways. And you know, the new relationships I have in my life now was thanks to that period, actually. Yeah, I was doing all this volunteering. I was like networking with people virtually. I was helping people that I could help, and 
I got here. So this is like part one of post-COVID, right? Because yeah. this is like the first year out of COVID that we're kind of like no restrictions. We can go anywhere we want. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, so still like, I mean, sorry. It's like one year and a few months now. Yeah. 2022, 2023. But yeah. still, it still feels strange, right? Because um, it was weird here. a lot of the restrictions are still there in mm. certain countries. And like, I feel like for me, it, it was a crucial period to focus on that and really get through it day by day and yeah. just really focus on the good aspect of it, even though it was such such a bad period. Yeah. It was horrible, right? It was horrible for a lot of people, but I focused on what I could do for my future self, for my future in general, yeah. for me. And I just focused on that and resilience really helped. So yeah, I would say when I think about that, my resilience got improved because I kept stretching how comfortable I was in that scenario. Yeah. I mean, had I been a different person, had I been the me five years ago, I probably wouldn't wouldn't make it without crying. I actually did not cry at all in wow. that period. Yeah, like I know a lot of people saying like they were constantly crying, struggling and things like that. I was actually okay. Like my main issue was just to balance my life and my yeah. like, just really to find my work-life balance because I just started working full time and I started as a remote worker in the pandemic, right? So I'd never been to an office before. Like, I mean, I... I was sort of, but not really. Yeah. So now I'm, I'm in a corporate environment and I nine to, my nine to five is basically at home. And, yeah. you know, like I needed to figure all this out by myself. And I was excited for it because, you yeah. know, I wanted to figure it out. And I also think remote work is the future of work because you don't necessarily need to be in the same place. To do yeah, certain totally. Things. Oh my like gosh. For, yeah. for most of the stuff, sure. Some stuff, well, you can, you can figure it out. Like, a lot of the stuff can be done virtually. So yeah, yeah. that's how I figured it out in, in that period where it was, it was so grim, it was so sad and so just horrible that yeah. I figured, I figured, you know what, like if I focus on this, I'll be fine. I love that. And yeah, even yeah. even later on, right? Like I, I told you the story about the visa. Later yeah. on, that's the same thing. Like it's still post-COVID, lots of, lots of stuff happening. So yeah. it's kind of like two stories, but one big story really. Yeah. And still unfolding. Ah, so great. Yeah, I'm so glad that that period, like you came out the other side of it with these positive benefits. Like that was so good. Like I love that. And I love hearing those stories where it's like, you know, like people, it was a really terrible time for everybody, but there were those things where it's like, my mom always says everything is like an educational experience and I always hate when she says that because I'm like mom please um she's right but like she's right and it was like it was for me it was the worst two three years of my existence like the worst years of my life um and just like very traumatic very horrible but I came out the other end of it with understanding that I needed to value more time with my family needed to understand that that was my important thing. I think I said this when like, when I met Lou for the first time and we had an interview and stuff and I said to her, I said, yeah. look, you know, my family is like the most important thing. I need to be able to have access to them because we don't live in the same place. I need to be able to see them. And I wouldn't have learned the value of that if I hadn't been, you know, stripped away from them for like a year, two years. So 
there were those things and having that future mindedness, like having that future mindset of being like, okay, when I get out, I'm going to spend more time with my family. When I get out, I'm going to take better care of my body. I'm going to make sure that I'm looking after myself better physically. You know, I'm going to value my friendships more, like all that kind of stuff. You learn to value those little things more. And we learn so much about ourselves in terms of having that hope and understanding that like that few, like building on your future self. And it was a really interesting time to learn about yourself. So my final question is we hear the phrase sort of live in the present or like, I don't know, when I was younger, people said YOLO a lot. I don't know (laughs) if you like heard that, but YOLO was like all over everything. Like for anyone who doesn't know what YOLO is, it's a term that like millennials used and it's like, you only live once. Um, And it was everywhere. But anyway, so we hear a lot about like this living for today, only living for today. And you know, it's asks us to not think too much about the past or sometimes the future in too much depth. So I want to like discuss, do you think there is a toxic side to having that sort of future mindedness and having that future mindset where we can become so obsessed with the future that we're not like, we're not creating something that is a attainable or is B like healthy for us right now. Yeah, I mean, totally. I, I would agree with that because I, I've i noticed this in people around me. I've noticed this in myself um, because I, I did tell you the about the fact that, you know, that tough period really helped me to get through. I mean, the, the future mindedness helped me to get through the tough period yeah. and build my resilience. But what I didn't tell you is the fact that there was there were moments that I was really obsessed with the future and that caused anxiety. Yeah. So it is a positive thing if it is done in the right way. Yeah. If you have the right mindset about it, you'll be fine. And I think it is a relationship that you need to nurture. It can really easily go the other way because for me, I feel like it's a balance. It's a constant battle because sometimes I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do for my future. Let's think about it. Let's think about how we can make it happen. Yeah. And, and all the time, 24-7, that's all I wanted to think about. And I became so obsessive that I talked to everyone. Like I talked all my friends' ears off about it. And it's yeah. just like, I felt like I was being annoying. I mean, thankfully, they still love me. So thanks, friends. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But that was me being so obsessed with the future, right? Yeah. On the other hand, there's that YOLO mindset. There's that, oh, I don't know what's going to happen. Let's just go with it. And that was also me at a certain point throughout yeah. that journey. Even though I got here and now I look back on it, I'm like, yeah, like that needed to happen. I learned a lot from it. My resilience was nurtured. You know what? There was a period where I was kind of like, well, I don't even know I'm going to stay in Australia for any for, for longer than I wanted. So might as well just blow all my money and experience everything. Yeah. And that's what I did yeah. for a period. I just did all that. I was like, yeah, I'm just going to do this. Like, I'm just going to like travel here, go there, eat here, eat there, experience this and that. Yeah. And that was good for the experience side of things. <laughs> but yeah. I, that was not good for my pocket or myself. Yeah. Like my relationship with myself because I did not stop. Yeah. I did man. not have time to enjoy my relationship with myself. Yeah. I did not have time to reflect on 
what's been happening in my life and where I need to adjust myself. Yeah. So that's why like my favorite thing to say is balance is key. It's so cliche sometimes, but I, <laughs> I honestly, I, I stand by it. It's yeah, not my tattoos because I stand by it. <laughs> like I love it because when you think about it, right, this future mindedness is supposed to be a positive thing. Yeah. But any positive thing could be good or bad, depending yeah. on how you're utilizing it. Just like you're eating vegetables. Think about the fact that if you only eat vegetables and nothing else. Yeah. We know vegetables are good. But if you only eat vegetables in life, period, nothing else, what's going to happen? Not, not going to be good. <laughs> you have no protein. Yeah. You know, like you're going to lack certain things that you need in terms yeah. of vitamins. It's not going to work. No. Also, that doesn't taste really nice no. all the time. <laughs> no, I need gotta, fruit. <laughs> you know, yeah, you got to you know, infuse other things into it, yeah. right? So that's why I, I really value the, the side of having balance in life. And that's mm. why I was saying... I totally agree with the fact that it could go really right if you utilize it correctly, yeah. or it could go really wrong as well. And the, yeah. the the thing that that's important is to catch yourself when it's going wrong, so you can really stop yourself from it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, or, I totally agree. There is like there is a toxic side to it, and there is a toxic side to it. Like if you lean too far into future mindedness and it just becomes this like anxiety about the future or if you lean too far into oops if you lean too far into YOLO <laughs> yeah sorry I just knocked my computer if you lean too far into YOLO that is not good that's it's not sustainable long term just like having an obsession with the future is not sustainable long term because at no point are you providing for yourself and thinking about okay how am I balancing my wants with my needs? How am I balancing my, you know, desires with outcomes and all this kind of stuff and thinking about those different facets of yourself and making sure that you're taking care of yourself now and looking after yourself in the future. And it is like, it is a very like, you know, intricate balance. And I think there are certain periods of your life where you will lean sort of one further one way or the other. Like obviously during COVID, I was just like all future mindset. Like I was just like, I'm not confronting this reality right now. <laughs> like, no, thank you. Um, and especially like when you're a student, you're working towards a certain thing. Like your brain is very future mindset. Um, and, but then you also have a lot of days where you're like, YOLO, <laughs> I'm going to just like, I'm going to just go out late with my friends, even though I got an assignment with you tomorrow and that cannot work out well. And I think it's a very fine balance and it come, it can become toxic. And I think there are like, especially if you have um, like a mental health disorder or an illness, it can like, that can perpetuate it and make it so much more worse than it actually is. And there are forms of like therapy that can help you develop a positive future mindset because a lot of the time for people who have anxiety which is myself having that future mindset can become toxic and it can like you can become obsessed with these these negative outcomes and sort of the catastrophizing side of it but if you utilize it properly and um you think about you know working to achieve things for yourself. And we spoke about this in the other podcast, you know, thinking about why you do things and how is this benefiting you and all that kind of stuff and thinking about, okay, like, you know, is this, like, if I do this today, it's going to be good for me tomorrow. 
and that kind of thing and having that positive future mindset. And it is something that you build, which leads me into my next question. We're going to go on to practices now. What is a practice that you do to improve your future mindedness? Um, I think um, to start with a disclaimer, right? The disclaimer before I share my practice is this is not one size fits all for everyone because depending on how you're feeling in life right now, it might it might need a bit of a bit of adjustment. So yeah. like you know, just think about how much you're, you're leaning into it. But um, I would say once uh, at least once a week, I would sit down with myself and ask myself where do I want to go with my life and am I in the right direction? Yeah. Um, And this doesn't have to be on paper. It could just be an internal conversation Mm. or it could be a conversation that you have with a trusted friend, if you you will. Like it's entirely up to you. Sometimes this can trigger a lot of anxiety, which is why I said there's a disclaimer there. Yeah, not for Choose wisely. Not, Not to be used too much yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm suggesting once a week but maybe it's better for you to do it once a month or maybe once a quarter I don't know really up to you because a lot sometimes when you're going through tough periods that's the last thing you want to do but I would say you know like if you can do this once a week it, it really helps to nurture your relationship with yourself uh, I'm not perfect in any way but I think really having that conversation with myself is how I can keep going with what I'm doing yeah. because a lot of the times I've caught myself asking questions like, why am I doing what I'm doing? Yeah. And that is because I haven't really thought about the future that comes with whatever I'm doing. Yeah. Because, you know, like it changes, right? Like it's kind of, it's kind of like a roadmap of, you know, if, if anyone likes Marvel and like the concept <laughs> of the multiverse, one yeah. action can change a lot in the future, right? So the, if you do something slightly different it might trigger a whole yeah. other world like a yeah. whole other universe to be formed and that's okay like it, you don't have to worry about the different scenarios but essentially having that conversation with yourself will allow you to really reflect on what you want in life because that might change yeah from this week to next week things might change you don't know sometimes there's a point it's, it goes like that because something <laughs> yeah. happened you know like you you reach a certain milestone something happened in your life or you know, like it's it's just so easily be like it can be anything really. Like you don't know, yeah. a lot of can trigger this. Um, but yeah, I think having that conversation with yourself will allow you to zone into your life and live more consciously as well. Because yeah. you you're nurturing you're not only nurturing your future mindedness, you're also nurturing your relationship with the now. Yeah, which is you both are equally important. Yeah. So do you set up a certain time to do this every, like, do you do this by yourself or with a friend and do you set up a certain time yeah. to do it? Yeah. Well, so at the moment I'm doing that with my best friend who I so oh, adore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, we do this once a week and uh, depending on how the week is looking, you know, normally we would say let's catch up uh, before work on a Wednesday Yeah. or let's catch up this weekend on Saturday morning. So yeah. Depending yeah. on depending on when we can find the time, um, I would say it's just important to put that in your diary and prioritize it. You know, it um, if it cannot be done over a conversation, maybe text each other. That's okay. Like, and if you don't want to talk to anyone, journal it. Just journal it out. Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I am. I am the person who like does that in my journal, like by myself. I don't like sharing my sort of plans with other people, probably besides my best friend who I'm like, what do you think about this? She's like, that's insane, but do it. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think I'm one of those people who does it by myself and I I only do it maybe like once every three months um, because otherwise it stresses me out. Um, But like up to you. Yeah, exactly. It's entirely up to you, but I think it definitely helps you have a more positive outlook on life. It helps you feel, you know, you feel organized. You feel on top of it once you've sort of like written it out and you're like, okay, you're like, that is my plan. This is what I'm doing. And it just makes you feel a little bit better about yourself because we're humans and we like knowing what we're doing and we like understanding things and sort of we're logical and we're we're pattern based and and we love that. So thank you for answering those questions. We are going to go into our little, little quick little open mic section. Um, so this is where essentially the guest gets to talk about whatever it is that they're passionate about. doesn't have to be related to the topic. Um, but yeah, Lou, what do you want to talk about? Well, I want to talk about so many things, you know, <laughs> but uh, I think, I think um, for, for today, like, I, I really want to talk about, um, you know, valuing the changes in your life. And yeah. the reason I want to talk about that is I want to give a shout out to you, actually, Aww. because this, this might potentially go up as the last one last episode that you host for this show um and yeah like i I remember the conversation we had before you make the decision and i think it's it's a beautiful conversation you know really like we we were able to talk to each other about it as colleagues um as friends and i really value that you were you know you were actually thinking about your future self your future mindedness was really showing there and i i value that and i (laughs) want to also share this with others just it's on the topic and it's also about our host tia yeah um Sure. I think it's, it's, you know, like very important to make scenarios. Yeah. You know, like you don't know when these things can happen, but if you know the scenarios, you can easily make a decision and you don't get into that mode where you're kind of like, oh, I'm 50 50. Mm. That's the worst. You know, yep. you don't, you oh, don't yeah. want to be in that situation. Yep. But, you know, like for, for me, when, when I heard that you were saying, like, I've, you know, like I've always wanted to do media law. And now there's this opportunity for me to do it. And I don't know when I'm going to get it. Like, this is really rare and things like that. And I'm like, that makes a lot of sense. See, yeah. Like, you have your answer. Like, I already told you on the spot. Yeah. You have your answer. <laughs> and you were just kind of like, I don't know. I don't want to decide now. But I was kind of like, yeah, I think you know what you want. Yeah. Because it's just kind of like when you're verbalizing it, it, it's hard to say exactly what it is. Sometimes it's just kind of like, you need to take a few moments. Mm. But if yeah. you have your... Um, your future planned out and you you've talked to yourself about this which you're really good at this you've done this right yeah. and for other people <laughs> they might not have done it and I think well we're no experts but we can say that yeah it, it helps us in the present to at least make a decision yeah you know so I think I think for me like it was the same like I had a sort of like a similar situation I was kind of like poached by another organization they were kind of like oh we want you to do mm. the same thing la, yeah. la, la. and I was like I'll think about it. Yeah. But really at that moment, I know it was a no. Yeah. Yeah. I knew it was a no for them because I really love this job. I really love where I'm going with this. Yeah. And I love my team. I love the growth that I'm getting, for example. So see, it's like we have different answers, but the way that we came about that was the same. And I feel like that's really important. So I just want to emphasize the fact that we should have those conversations with ourselves more frequently. Yeah. It is, a, it is the practice that I recommended. And I know that 
maybe it's going to trigger a lot of people if they do that too frequently. Mm. But at least like, you know, a worst case scenario, do that once a year. Yeah. <laughs> New Year's resolution. Everybody does that. Or exactly. end of the year reflection. Everybody yeah. does that. Hopefully. I love those. Yeah. Yeah. So I love doing that with myself as well. Like, what have I achieved this year? Where do I want to go with my life? Mm. And then, you know, the, the new year comes and I'll be like, OK, so where, what should we do about this? Yeah. The future that we have in our mind is determined by the actions that we're going to take today. Mm. And so being able to know exactly why you're doing what you're doing helps you to go through your day consciously. Because I really like for me, I, I've noticed that I just have such a hard time when I go through my days not knowing why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. So when I reflect on why I'm doing what I'm doing, I'm like, okay, now that makes sense. That's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? No, I totally get that. And I think I was definitely in this sort of like, um, yeah, it was definitely a future mindedness. But I think for the for the first bit, it was definitely fueled by my anxiety. And I think Luce all this was sitting in her lounge room when I was like, I don't know what to do. I've been offered this job and this is so insane. But then when I thought about it and I came to, you know, my conclusion and I was you know, sort of going back and forth. But when I came to my decision, I was like really happy with my decision because I knew I was just like, all right, this is something that I would be happy doing. And I, I have this opportunity now to build that for the future. And something like this doesn't come along a lot. It's very rare. Um, and I was like, okay, I was like, I have done this role as a journalist and now I'm going to explore my role as a lawyer and as paralegal. And I was, and I finally come, like, I feel like I finally come to this place in my life where I'm finally just like, I will be, and this might change, <laughs> but I'm finally, finally feel like I've sort of figured myself out. I've kind of got my, got to know myself enough where I'm like, I am happy with like these two different futures. Like I will be happily a media lawyer. Like if I love it, if I get into the field and I'm like, this is awesome. I love media law. I will 100% be happy doing that. And that, that is great. But if I don't love it and if I want to be a journalist and I like go back to journalism and I know that I love journalism already and I know that it's awesome. So I'm like, I will 100% know that like I will be happy doing that. And I, I know what fields of journalism I like working in. I've explored it. I've been in it for a couple of years now. I like it. And I think I'm exploring this new path and it could lead to a different future. But I feel like I finally, I'm finally at that point where I understand where the positive side of my future mindedness comes in and removing my anxiety from it and just being able to actually sit down with myself and think about what am I passionate about? What do I love doing? And, you know, like what we spoke about on the other show in terms of not doing more, but doing less, um, not doing more general things, but doing less and doing what I love. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I was trying to narrow it down there, (laughs) but doing less, but doing the things that I am really loving and passionate about. And I feel like I'm finally at that point where I've got that in my head where I'm like everything that I'm doing, like whether it's media entertainment law or whether it's just straight up media, 
I love those two things and I'm passionate mm-hmm. about those two things and I'm really yeah. happy doing those two things. And it's yeah. great because I'm finally like, oh, all of that like future-mindedness before is finally paid <laughs> off because I'm finally at that point where I'm like, I love yeah. these two things and it's great. And I yeah. am setting myself up for the future and yeah, totally. while it can be scary and I am so sad to be leaving this job, yeah. I know that I I took this job and I did this job because that's what I wanted. Like, you know, when I was thinking about the future and I left my other law firm and I said, okay, I really want to go into media. And so I came here and I became a podcast host and it was the most incredible experience, such a massive learning curve, been a part of so many amazing teams, met so many amazing people and learned heaps of skills, heaps and heaps of skills that are now going to help me in my future. And I think it comes back to what my mom says in terms of everything is an educational experience. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and it is. And I like, like, you know, past me was thinking about future me and going, okay, I think being a podcast host is going to be a good idea. I think, you know, I want to be in journalism. I'm really good at broadcast. I love doing this. I'm going to take this job. And mm. now I'm so glad that I have because I'm in media. I know people in media. I've done heaps of things there. I've got those skills. And now I'm, you know, jumping over to law, but they will always be connected for me. And they will always be such a, like, two very yeah. integral parts of my life, no matter Absolutely. whether or not I commit myself 100% to one or 100% to the other. And they will always, <laughs> I'm in this like weird sort of media, this sort of universe. I'll just always be in this bubble. And I feel like I'm really, I'm really happy that that is what's happening. And I'm just so excited for the future, which is such a yeah. nice change for me because yeah. I've always been like really anxious about it. But um, yeah, so I am really excited as much as it, saddens me you know it's like that bittersweet like I'm really excited to be doing something new yeah like it's like I'm really excited to be doing something new and I'm really excited to be going into a field that I haven't worked in media law so I am really excited to have this opportunity and to and to try that and do that but that I'm also just like oh I really love broadcast journalism and that doesn't mean I'll never do it again but just for now I'm sort of closing the book on like close what Closing the page on this on this chapter. Um, I'm closing closing the book, but the last chapter is this this chapter is um coming to an end. So it has got that bittersweetness to it. But I feel like I am very happy because when I did sit down at the start of the year, not at the start of the year, but after I accepted the new job, when I sat down <laughs> and I sort of thought about, you know, what I'm what I want to be doing over the next couple of years. And I didn't I wasn't like that anxious or that upset or anything because I was like I am finally doing things that I'm passionate about and that I love doing and so you know there are these two different um, there's multiple different futures that I could take and this may change but I'm I'm a planning person I love planning and so I'm finally like I would be 100% happy if either of these things happen and there is a very very high chance that one will and I'm just like very excited for that so it's very exciting and um I'm so glad that all my planning has paid off <laughs> all my planning yeah, all my thinking all my but future mindedness that's an example. Exactly. yeah that's the best example for this and it's, and it's just so exciting a message to to others to to plan you know like yeah. I was in project management and I was like I talk about this all the time and I was like well yeah you would you would always plan to find as uh, find out as many scenarios as possible and yeah it's never going to be 
perfect to the word of exactly what's going to happen, but it will yeah. help always. Oh yeah, it helps you give. It just helps you give a little direction, give you a little direction. It's just totally it's just great, and I'm so grateful. But yeah, yeah so we'll miss this you. Is, I know I'm gonna miss this so much. I'm so sad. <laughs> and yes, this is my last episode um, of Personal Resilience. So to any of the listeners and watchers, um, thank you so much. It's been such an amazing experience, and I'm so grateful to our incredible team and Lou and all the other hosts and the DT and Dina and Gabriella and everyone and just yeah everyone has made this job so incredible and I've just loved it so much and it's been an incredible learning experience so very sad to be leaving um but this is not the last of my journey you'll see me <laughs> yeah we'll Hopefully. see you yes Fingers crossed. Yeah, it'll be great. Definitely. But um, yes, yeah. thank you. Thank you so much for being here, Lou. And for people Thanks, who want to, yeah, it's been great. For people who want to uh, find out more about you and what you do, where can they go? It, the easiest way is to find me on LinkedIn, just my name, Lugo. And um, yeah, if you want to listen to my podcast once again, you can tune yeah. in to Sarah Boost, the Happiness Science Insights podcast. And doing well, the Wellbeing Science Insights podcast, always coming out on Fridays, same yes. same time as the other shows and uh, <laughs> weekly. So yeah, yep. find me there as well. Definitely. We'll have the links to Lou's podcast in the description. And yes, to listeners, don't forget to like and subscribe and you'll be getting another episode next week. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. You have been listening to Bouncing Back, the personal resilience science insights podcast produced by the Life Management Science Labs. Listen to episodes from LMSL's 10 Life Management Perspectives on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or other podcasting apps on your smartphone. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating our show, sharing it, and subscribing to our channel as it helps others find us and us grow to bring you more quality resources. More of our work can be found on our website at pr.lmsl.net where you can join our movement. I'm Tia Hama. Thanks for tuning in.